You're listening to Sciencing the Shit Out of MS, part of the Classroom Psychology Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Cora Sargent. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sciencing the Shit Out of MS. I'm your host, Cora. Thanks so much for joining me. And you might have noticed that we're, you know, we didn't have an episode a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that's because I was at the MS Trust event. Uh, I was presenting at uh, the Patient Day from the MS Trust in Southampton. Uh, wonderful. Uh, thanks so very much for inviting me to the event. And it was a great joy uh, to get the opportunity to speak to and and learn from this wonderful community. Um, i got to tell you that, you know, I haven't met a lot of folks with MS before that event. And then at that event, I met loads and I just loved it. It was so wonderful to meet people and to see people who are all finding things difficult. I've got to say that, you know, in most public restrooms, I'm the one on the cane trying to kind of stumble my way into the door and not wander into people. But it's kind of fun when everybody's doing it. We're all just kind of like meandering and stumbling left, right and center and not able to get into or out of cubicles and bouncing into each other. Like there's something beautifully communal about that experience of going to the loo. Uh, you know, wonderful. Um, and just lovely to see and meet and learn from like-minded people, people in a similar situation. So that was wonderful. This week, we are going to do something rather different. Now, I am going to talk to you a little bit about complex problem solving. And then over this week, like until like just before the episode, the last seven days prior to this episode launching, I'm going to try and do complex problem solving and try to solve the problem of my legs. Now, we're going to use the uh, Monson and Fredrickson uh, problem analysis framework, essentially. Uh, this framework was designed for use in essentially solving complex problems. Now, complex problems are any problem where the sort of the cause of the problem and its manifestation are not very easy to determine, right? Basically, when we're talking about like the immune system, we're talking about the difficulties the, with mobility that demyelination causes. It's not very easy for us to know exactly what's going on or to understand in any kind of deep sense how we can solve the problem. I don't have access to physiotherapy. I don't have access to occupational therapy. And so I'm kind of just kind of, I need to solve the problems that I'm faced with in a practical sense. Uh, and the Monson and Fredrickson problem analysis framework is designed to make that possible. Now, it suggests that there are six phases. Phase one, we sort of define the problem and gather information relevant to it. Now, when we define the problem, the problem that we're faced with isn't, oh, I can't walk particularly well. The problem is the distance between where we're at and where we want to be. What is the goal we're trying to achieve and the barrier that is presented between us and that goal. So for me, what I want to do is to focus on my mobility. <clears throat> the barrier that I'm faced with is the barrier between me and being able to do cardiovascular and strength building exercise. The problem that I've got right now is that my mobility is a little bit hampered by the MS. I had a bad relapse. It wasn't even a bad relapse. It was a pretty okay relapse, but it, mine tend to come into my spine, right? 
they tend to be spinal relapses. I have very few brain lesions. I've got a bunch of spinal lesions. So it attempts to mess with my mobility in pretty big ways. And over Christmas, I went from running three times a week to basically not being able to walk for more than 12 minutes at a time. It was a big change for me and it took some accommodating. And now I'm in a position where because I'm not mobile enough, uh, the strength in my legs is fading because of decompensation that the muscle is slightly wasting because I'm not using the legs enough. So I need to build them up. The other thing that I'm running into difficulty with is that I want to and need to do cardiovascular exercise. I want to get back to 150 minutes a week. That's where I'm, that's my sweet spot. Um, but I can't very easily do that if I can't walk for more than 12 minutes at a time. If I'm walking 12 minutes a day, I'm barely going to get through 80 minutes a week, right? Nowhere near what I need to do. Plus, walking is a problem, as we will come to discover. Um, walking is a challenge because of the risk of falling. Uh, the more I walk, the more things become difficult, and the more difficult I become... Uh, the more difficult it becomes to walk and the risk is that I'll stumble and fall. So we need to solve the problem. How do I build strength and build cardiovascular like ability, get up to 150 minutes a week and still kind of do it in such a way that doesn't impede, like doesn't risk me falling, basically? How do we do it? The tools that I have at my disposal are an exercise bike, uh, a cane and crutches for walking. The exercise bike is not so much for walking, rather just it's a really old stationary bike that uh, has no mechanical bits. Uh, it's got loads of mechanical bits, it's got no electronics associated with it. It's just, just for riding. It has like eight speed settings, you know, the difficulty settings. That's it. So those are the tools we have available to us. Um, I'm also a technophile. I love a technophile, is that the right word? I just love technology, basically. So I have a bunch of tech around that I might be able to use uh, as we do some complex problem solving. So phase two is we gather all the information we can gather about the problem, and we try to generate some hypotheses about what might be going on. Then three, we sort of integrate those into a single sort of narrative understanding, and from there, solutions should start to present themselves. The rule of thumb with complex problem solving in this way is that if we understand the problem well enough, solutions will start to present themselves, right? So if solutions aren't presenting themselves, then we don't yet understand the problem well enough, need more information, better hypotheses. So for me, the problem is how do I kind of exercise my legs enough to build my strength and to build my cardiovascular system? Walking, it seems, is a bit of a problem, right? So the major issue we have is that as I walk, I'm going to get some weakness in my legs and that makes it me at risk of falling. But maybe I can walk enough, just enough to get the 20 minutes a day that I would need. Like I need 20 minutes a day and 30 minutes on one day in order to get enough going to be able to get my 150 minutes a week, right? So I need to be able to do 20 minutes a time of whatever the exercise is at least 20 minutes a day. So let's start with this. We're gonna go with, when we do complex problem solving, I really like to do a response to intervention model. And what that means is that I try out solutions and when things fail, and they often do, we know something we didn't know yesterday about the problem that we're trying to solve. 
So what we're going to do is each and every day, we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going to tweak the response. We're going to feel all the feelings that failure creates. And for sure, there are likely to be some feelings. (laughs) This is tough stuff, you guys. But we're going to keep trying different things every day. And then by the end, we're going to reflect upon the complex problem solving process together and see what we can do to solve this particular problem. Day one tomorrow. Here we go. Okay, so day one. Um, uh, This is going to be an emotional journey. Uh, It's going to be problem solving, but it's going to be an emotional journey. Um, I sort of need to clarify in my own mind what I'm trying to do. Like, what am I trying to achieve? Because... Being out and walking for that length of time is clearly problematic. So I did fine for the first 12 minutes. Uh, I was able to walk independently, no problem. My gait, I think, you know, the the way I was walking seemed completely typical for me. You know, a little gentle swagger. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, uh, generally speaking, it was okay. Um, And then, like clockwork, this has been the case for the last three months, like clockwork, 12 minutes hit and I started to deteriorate. Um, so at 13 minutes, I used the cane and that, you know, that stabilized me, helped me to keep going, helped me to feel okay for another about two minutes. And then I had to switch to crutches and I was able to go for another five minutes on the crutches, but I was way slower. Um, the crutches are challenging because I can't lift my feet. Like I get a bit of foot drop when I'm in that situation. So I can't swing my legs under me with the crutches, right? Because they drag along the ground. It's hard to lift them like consistently. So uh, I'm okay. Uh, Yeah, I kind of walk and use the crutches to guide me, I suppose, but it slows me right down. But it does allow me to keep going. And I think I could probably keep going indefinitely until my arms got tired. So it allows me to increase my walking duration. But the problem is that, like, it takes a full hour to to bring it down again. And the amount that I'm using the nerves in that context with them being really bad, like my legs are so weak that my nerves are picking up the slack and they're struggling. So it just feels like I'm 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 like pushing a badly disabled system and it's not good like that. That doesn't work because the the amount of the time it takes for me to recover is so long. Like today was really bad. I needed an hour to rest and I cooked like I put some put a sweet potato in the microwave and I was cooking for like like 20 minutes because it was a gigantic sweet potato. You ask any, you know, Sainsbury's delivery drivers are amazing. Sainsbury's pickers are amazing as well. But sometimes the pickers will take a look at sweet potatoes and be like, yeah, Cora wants a potato the size of her head. I'm sure that's fine. (laughs) And I get a potato that takes 20 minutes in the microwave. It was kind of fine. Um, But by the time I ate the sweet potato, I was about 50 minutes into resting and I was just about kind of okay, still a bit unsteady, but I was all right. Then I ate the sweet potato and my body heat went through the roof and I was completely destroyed again for another hour. And I just can't function like that. Like it's it's way too long a cool down period. So I don't really know what I'm trying to achieve. That's where I'm at. Um, It seems that the crutches do a good job of allowing me to go longer, but the cost is so high. 
I wonder if what I need to do is to try walking less and more frequently in order to kind of, you know, allow my heart rate to climb up there. And because what we're trying to do is to get the cardiovascular system exercised and the muscles exercised and not like completely deteriorate me into the ground. 20 minutes is clearly too long and I'm upset by that because I used to be able to walk for 40 without too much hassle. 20 minutes is clearly too long. So we're going to go for a maximum of 10. We'll try that tomorrow. Uh, try walking for 10 unaided. Get back to the house before things deteriorate and see what the cool down period is like. Uh, here we go. Okay, day two. This is most definitely as much a psychological challenge as it is a physical one. Um, I had a little bit of a fall, so I was trying something different. Um, essentially, I'm trying to do strength-based training and cardiovascular training in a way that's going to build my leg muscles and not let them atrophy. Um, I tried to uh, do a bunch of walks up the stairs outside my flat, but unfortunately I had a fall going up them because one of my feet sort of misjudged the step. That's going to happen a lot, I think, and it's just too risky. So we can't be dealing with that. So instead I tried the hill next to my flat, and it's a lovely little walk, uh, about 10 minutes. Uh, and I went up and I went back and I was kind of all right-ish. Um, kind of all right. So I feel okay. Uh, my legs are a little wobbly, but not too bad. Um, and the walk is probably strong enough to get my legs up like to get my legs stronger. Um, all right, so day two, what did we learn? We learned that the walking of 10 minutes is probably about all I can do for the minute in one go. Um, we'll give it a go again tomorrow and see how we go. I'm going to try to do it first thing in the morning because I think my exercise does better first thing in the morning. So we'll see how we go. Uh, day three, we'll see what happens. All right, day three. Um. I'm running into some problems, y'all. <laughs> I'm running into some challenges. Um, I'm just going to fully say I do not know how to do this. So the problem seems to be that there is both weakness in the legs and conduction block, right? So what's happening now is that I'm unable to walk very easily more than 10 minutes. That's not enough time to do a lot of stuff. It's not enough time to do cardiovascular exercise. And by the time I get back, then I've you know, wasted what I had, right? Like, it takes ages to calm it down, to cool it down, to get better. So I need to use the time that I have more effectively because I'm trying to do two things at once and it's silly. I can't build the strength and do cardiovascular stuff at the same time. The cardiovascular stuff is easy to do on the bike, but then it rinses my legs. I could do a hand cycle or something. That would increase my cardiovascular system and not strain the legs. Oh, that might be a way to do it. Yeah, I don't know, you guys. I'm having a rough day. I had a rough couple of days, to be honest. And I just... Yeah, it's difficult to feel okay about this stuff when it's so... It feels so severe, like... I can't... I really can't be on my feet for more than 30 minutes at a time. I can't walk for more than 10 or 12. Damn, that feels like a pretty severe problem. Damn. All right, I'm going to go and sit down for a minute and <laughs> cry. And then uh, we'll work out what we do next. Day four tomorrow.
All right, day four, you beautiful people. <clears throat> All right, so we had to return to what we're trying to do. Cardiovascular, uh, we want to strain the cardiovascular system because we need to be doing the 150 minutes a week NHS recommends. Uh, and we're trying to build up the strength in the muscle. And the problem that we've had, of course, is that, you know, the longer periods of walking have messed with the basically strain the nerves so much that the muscles are weak and then you're not building anything. You're just straining an already strained system. So <clears throat> there's some interesting research that keeps coming out about virtual reality assisted exercise. And uh, and so I have been doing a little bit of that today. So what we're trying to do, I've realized, is that, you know, walking is a silly thing to do because I'm at risk of falling. Uh, I fell once and that made me feel bloody awful. Um, and let's not do that again. The exercise bike, while it strains the nerves in the same way that walking does, in a sense, it doesn't matter as much because worst case scenario is it gets harder to push the pedals, but, you know, uh, it's still strong enough to be able to push the pedals pretty well. And... Um, the big problem is getting off the bike and then walking places is uh, very difficult. Um, but I am around the flat. I can use the cane or the crutches. I can, you know, I can stay safe. And I just need to be careful. Don't wrench my back because I'm when I walk when I'm when I'm weak. Whatever reason, my ass pokes out. Like my gait is so weird. My ass just like pokes out. I don't know why else to say it. And I have this weird arc in my back and like stoop almost uh, in my walk, really weird. Uh, it feels like I'm going to wrench something. So maybe careful of that. So today I went for 20 minutes, uh, 20 minutes exercising on the bike in VR while shooting guns, uh, completely honestly. So, you know, there's some great VR stuff. I was playing Bone Lab, anybody who, who plays any VR. There's a couple of really cool, there's, I mean, there's tons of really good stuff in VR these days, but um, one of the really good things is, is Bone Lab. So I've really been enjoying uh, Bone Lab largely because it just is like you get to shoot things, uh, not people particularly, just like little creatures and stuff. Really cool. Uh, it's really good fun. Uh, and if I'm exercising my legs, like if I can remember to keep moving my legs around the pedals, it does keep my heart rate up and it does strain the legs. And I lose track of time really easily. Like 20 minutes passes like a couple of minutes. It's so quick. Exercising when I'm just like listening to a podcast or something, I'll be checking my watch and I'll be like, oh, I can't believe it's only been three minutes. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you know, I feel like I've been there all day and it's been like 20 seconds. So, you know, <laughs> um, you know, seconds pass like hours. But if I'm in VR, like shooting things, hours pass like seconds. And the only difficulty is I need to remember to keep pedaling. It is a bit weird, like shooting guns on what feels like a unicycle. <laughs> I must look a bit weird, but I'm all for it. Uh, hey, I'm no averse to looking a bit weird. And actually, it worked. Now, the problem that I've got right now is that I got off the bike and my legs were very shaky. 20 minutes feels like a lot. I don't know. The tricky thing is, right, you need to do 20 minutes a day every day. And on one day, 30 minutes in order to hit the 150 a week. So at the very least, we're going to need to do 20 minutes a day. But maybe there's a world in which we do 2 times 10 instead of 1 times 20. Um, 
the only problem is that I don't know how much how much awesomeness you can do in VR in 10 minutes. I don't, don't know. I need a game where I can save my progress and jump straight back in just 10 minutes of activity. Uh, yeah, 20 minutes felt good. 20 minutes felt reasonable for the gaming, but not for the exercise. Um, so here's something I learned. There was a physio who was talking about, or an occupational therapist, I think, uh, who was on, I think, the MS Trust podcast. Uh, apologies if I'm wrong about that. But they were saying that there's a two-hour rule, which is kind of good. If you strain the nerves too heavily, uh, the evidence is in if it takes more than two hours to recover to normal, to baseline, whatever baseline is. Now, that's really interesting to me. So I'm timing now. And 15 minutes in, I couldn't I couldn't really move around. I couldn't really walk. Uh, I'm going to try it now, 20 minutes in. Uh, 30 minutes in, sorry. We'll see what happens. 30 minutes into rest. Quick walk test. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, yeah, that was actually not too bad. Uh, I reckon it's about sitting at about 60, 70% of normal. Uh, still a little unsteady, but certainly functional. I don't need the cane to get around or anything. Um which I did, uh, you know, when I first got off the bike after 20 minutes, I really needed the cane to get around. So that's interesting. I mean, like 30 minutes isn't too bad. Let's give it an hour. Um, and if after an hour it's functional, then maybe 20 minutes is okay. I mean, you know, it strains the system most definitely, but if I'm recovering okay, then maybe it's all right. 20 minutes of riding in VR every day. That sounds freaking awesome. Like, that's motivating and interesting. Uh, interesting. Motivating and fun. Uh, time passes quite quickly. Uh, and 20 minutes went very quick. Uh, and it felt like a good period of time. And I was actually able to get something done in VR in 20 minutes. 10 minutes doesn't feel like a huge amount of time. Ooh, you guys, this could be something. Maybe, uh, I don't, I don't want to be like... I don't want to be averse to the feeling that my legs are a bit shaky, right? Like, that's going to happen a lot. But if I can't strain the system at all, then we're in real trouble. Wow, I wonder if we could do 20 minutes. I want, let's, I'm going to believe it an hour, see where my system is at, see what my walking's like. If it's back to normal within an hour, then I think we're, I think we're good to go. Um, We could do 20 minutes a day. But also, maybe, you know... Maybe multiple times a day. Like, I'll try it again this afternoon and see what happens. Um, wow, that's so cool. There's so much cool VR as well. Like, we could go into space and ride a space bicycle. How cool would that be? Like, riding a bike in space. Is Everspace 2 on VR? I'm going to have to go and do some Googling. All right, let's give it a... Let's, let's, let's test what it's like after an hour, uh, and I'll get back to you. Okay, so I... Waited for an hour um, and then walked and it was fine. I think we're actually... So here's something that I'm finding really weird. I totally unexpected consequence. I've done this a few times now, right? Where I've done a bit of exercise uh, that is designed to build the leg strength in some way. Now, we would expect this to have effects on leg strength over months, not days, right? So... Something weird is happening where on the days when I'm doing this, like particularly after the bike, I'm feeling stronger in the legs. They feel almost normal. I don't think their stamina is any higher necessarily, but they feel stronger. So that isn't nothing. That's not nothing. I don't know what that is. 
I don't know what, I don't know how to explain it. Um, but it's definitely an experience. So I'm going to try to keep doing this. I think what I'm going to do, having had the experience this morning, I think if we do 20 minutes per day, every day, then we should be able to come, I mean, fingers crossed, we just get stronger and stronger. It certainly feels stronger. Hmm. Curious. All right. Next up, tomorrow, day five. Let's keep going. Okie dokie, day five. Um, okay, so here we're trying VR, 20 minutes of exercise. I am now doing a better job of actually riding the bike while I'm exercising in VR. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it actually takes a bit of concentration to pedal the pedals when you are trying to fight people. Um, and, you know, I, but I will say that fighting people while exercising is a very good way to uh, pass the time. Uh, 20 minutes flashes by in the blink of an eye. I will say, though, that I cannot walk for toffee after riding the bike. Uh, I need the cane to get around most definitely, and still, even then, I am shaky Jake. My vision isn't so good. All the things that rely on me being cool uh, are no longer good as soon as I get off the bike. Not surprising, really. Uh, so we just have to wait for an hour, do whatever makes us happy grab some food maybe, and then in an hour we come back and um, hopefully we'll be stronger as a consequence. Uh, it seems that on days when I do this, I feel very awful for the moments after I'm on it for 20 minutes, like very awful for the next hour, and then it improves. Um, and hopefully, I, I, I generally, I feel quite strong afterwards. So it seems to be working-ish. I mean, it's not ideal, but you know, as long as I can sit down afterwards, uh, you know, not bad. All right, tomorrow, day Six, and we continue on and try and reflect on whether I feel strong this afternoon as a consequence of what I did today. Okay, day six. Lesson from day six is after being on the bike for 20 minutes, don't bend down to pick something up because you cannot get back up again. <laughs> like, this is rule one. I gotta say my arms are stronger than my legs in those moments. I can pick myself up if I can grab something and lift myself. The exercise bike's a good example of that. I could just grab it and pull myself up. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I dropped something and I was like, oh, I'll go get that. And I went down to pick it up. And then I was like, oh, there's no power on my legs. I'm going down. Mayday, mayday, I'm going down. And I just hit the ground beneath my exercise bike. Um, okay, so 20 minutes is good in a couple of ways. It pushes the body pretty hard, uh, but it's bad in one clear way in that it pushes the nerves past the point of no return. Um, they do return though. It just takes about an hour. It's pretty tricky at the start of a work day because you're like, how do I do stuff? Like, how do I do anything if I'm unable to really move around? Um, I can, you know, my vision's not great either while I'm kind of recovering from the exercise. But I can read and I can do stuff. Um, and it's my lower body that's really struggling. So, you know, I can sit on my computer and work. It's just the anxiety of feeling this bad, you know, being this immobile for about an hour after exercise. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we just have to keep on going and hope that the strength means that, you know, the strength I'm building in the legs means that I can do more stuff the more time goes by. But hell, it's tough. All right. Tomorrow, day seven. Maybe we adapt this. I don't know. 
two 10-minute rides feels better. Maybe there's a sweet spot. Maybe 15 minutes is about the sweet spot, you know, instead of 20. All right, maybe we'll go to 15 tomorrow. Day seven tomorrow. Okay, so day seven. Um, Yeah, I, I got to say, this is pretty good. Day seven is not bad at all. Um, So I rode for 15 minutes first thing in the morning, and then I rode for 15 minutes again at lunchtime. Um, The morning one, I was pretty off my feet afterwards. Like, I couldn't really walk very easily. I got around without the cane, but it wasn't super safe. Uh, the 15 minutes at lunchtime then, uh, I felt really, really strong. Um, I could do 15 minutes, and I was riding the whole time pretty hard, and... Um, you know, up on the high difficulty ride, and I was like pretty fine afterwards. Actually, I can walk pretty well. Now, I don't really understand what has happened, why this second ride is so much easier. Um, whether it's because like I have found in the past that the first ride does make me feel stronger later, like immediately afterwards, I'm screwed, but later it feels stronger. So I think this is the way to go. I think in terms of the complex problem solving of the week. We've got a system that works. Um, two times a day, 15 minutes a time. Push it as hard as we feel we can and uh, and do arena shooting in virtual reality. For sure, shooting skeletons with guns in virtual reality while riding a bike is really good fun, everyone. And I cannot recommend it enough. I was having so much fun. Uh, and honestly, 15 minutes goes by like a... You know, it's only really two rounds of running around and shooting people. Um, uh, Skellingtons, uh, you know, uh, and I can't tell you how much fun that is. So, yeah, if you're going to have to exercise uh, on exercise bike, I can't recommend doing it in VR enough, frankly. Um, Quest 2, uh, they're not super, super expensive. Um, I sort of saved up and bought one. I really like it. Um, and it's really good fun. It's a really good way to do it. So this is it. We've reached the end of the week end of our seven day run uh wow it's been quite an adventure lots of experimentation and i think now we have we have understood what i need to do and i think now we're going to try it for the next week um and then review in a week's time and see how we're going and hopefully with 15 minutes not stretching the nerves too heavily but still allowing me to develop muscle strength should mean that my muscles get stronger and that will alleviate the strain on my nerves when I'm walking. And the real test of this is going to be in a month or so when we try to do some serious walking um, and see whether my walking distance has increased before I start to get too shaky. Okay. Ah, this was great fun. Oh, I'm going to go and get myself a drink. Ah, knackered. So reflecting on the process, everyone, you know, we, we got there. We did it. It was not an easy journey. Uh, I know that day two and day three got pretty dark for a bit where I was uh, not in the best of places. Um, you know, we've challenged toxic positivity before here uh, and we must remember that it's it's not helpful uh, to just kind of shove, like to shine a rosy tint on the whole process. Uh, I kind of want to be honest with you about what it was like and the difficulties of moving through, like this is very similar to what we've talked about before with uh, intention implementation, right? Or implementation, intention, interventions. Yeah. 
those are that's essentially what we've done here in complex problem solving, which is to, you know, intervene in some way, intend to do something new. And then as we reflect upon it, we learn something from each failure. We learn something from each success and we continue to build a plan of action every day. We get a bit better. And now I'm on the end of day seven and I feel pretty good. Uh, I feel like we've got a good plan of action, even though nothing is different right now to how it was to begin with, right? Like I'm still only able to walk for 12 minutes, I think, and I'm still only able to be on my feet for 30, but I have a plan and that alone is really, really good. I feel like I feel quite positive and optimistic. And I think it's because of these implementation intentions, right? That we do the thing that we want to do. We solve the problems that we come across. You know, this is what we do. We solve one problem, then we solve the next, and we solve the next. And if we solve enough problems, then we get to thrive with this condition. It's not easy, for sure. And there are absolutely failures along the way. But remember, you know, we are not alone. We're all in this battle together, in this journey together. And together, we can thrive with this disease. Thanks so very much for joining me. This has been Sciencing the Shit Out of MS. Uh, next week, who knows where our journey will take us. But I, as always, I look forward to seeing you in the next one. <laughs>